Welcome to Talking Tuesday. I am your host, Fancy Quant, and today I am back on the podcast after quite a long time. Um, I did a podcast season, I believe, at the beginning of this year of 2022, and then I talked about changing careers, and then I took off a five-month break, and part of that was doing the podcast, building the garage podcast studio, which is still under construction, I know, a few years later here. Um but I'm still churning through a lot of these projects and I've been wanting to podcast and there's a piece of me that's been very frustrated with like, I have good ideas. I have things I want to talk about. I want to do amazing videos for this channel, for the YouTube channel itself. It's not just the podcast here, but I'm often running into like, I don't know. I'm just so busy. I just haven't had time and I've been really wanting to get back on the podcast because it's kind of nice just sitting down with my camera and my microphone and my soundboard here and just talking to you guys about the industry a little bit. And so I'm going to kick off here this new podcast season. I have no idea how regular this season is going to be. Usually I kick off 12 full episodes for a season. Um, I pressure myself and do one every single week. We will see. I will kind of shoot on that, kind of not shoot on that. But today I wanted to answer someone's question, which was more or less, Dimitri, like you mentioned, you took a new job and you didn't really explain why you made that decision because you went into FinTech from the banking side of quant finance and you didn't go into technology and basically you didn't explain it. And I felt like I explained it. I went back and watched a video and it's like, yeah, I, I did. I kind of explained it. But now sitting here at basically the end of November, almost the beginning of December uh, in 2022, I will shed a little more light on some of the decision making I did Maybe a little bit of an update too on what I'm currently working on, but I have to be somewhat careful because um, a fair amount of people at my new firm watch my videos. So even when I worked at previous banks and companies, uh, I have been fairly hush-hush and just not talked a lot about the issues with that. Uh, maybe I'll open up a bit more on some of the issues and concerns I've had with banking, as well as some of the real negative connotations I get from people in other industries outside of banking. And oddly, my frustrations do not align with those outside of banking. Like, I won't go into that too much now. But anyway, so rewinding back a little bit here, um, I took left a job in the beginning of 2022. It's kind of an explosion, a blow up, a frustration. And I was really glad to get out of there. And then I took off five months. I was planning on taking like, I don't know, six months or more. And then I had a great opportunity from a fintech firm that came out to me. Um, one of the largest tech firms came out and offered me a job. Uh, one of the banks wanted me to build out a division. And that was another offer. And those are the three I talked about. And then there were a couple other unofficial solicitations for my, uh, my labor and my work to come out and do some other projects for different firms. And I had some discussions here and there with other people, but I really made the video on these three because these are kind of the three big ones. Um, I was quietly considering other opportunities behind the scenes, but these were the big three. The main reason that I took the FinTech job is because I was looking for something new and something different. So I love banking. There's a piece of me that really enjoys the atmosphere, the structure. So one of the biggest struggles I've been having with the FinTech working on this new job is that nobody wears a suit to the office. And I've debated on doing it and just wearing a suit because I like to wear a suit. 
but I'm trying to fit in in this fintech culture, which is really a techie culture. Uh, it's a smaller firm as well. So it's not, I feel like if it was a massive firm, it would be easier just to kind of be like, oh, it's that one weird guy who's wearing a suit and I would blend into the, the masses. Uh, but it's a smaller firm. So I've been trying to figure that out. Even dressing has just been like annoying because I have to figure out what I'm going to wear. And on one hand, it's like I want to relax and fit into the firm. On the other hand, I'm somewhat not comfortable in the sense that the way I view myself, my branding is in a suit. And people don't take me as seriously in a suit, in, a, in casual clothes. When I waltz in in a suit, people imagine like, oh, I, I don't care that you're in a suit. And yet I get a lot better um, feedback, a lot better response. Uh, people respect your decisioning a little bit more, which is nice. It's really frustrating when you have to explain something three, four times. And a lot of it, I think, just comes from the way you dress. So for me, this not wearing the suit has been a challenge in there. But I like the banking side, but I was looking for something different. I just needed to break loose of kind of the environment that I had been in for so long. So I've built good relationships. I know heads of different departments at some of the largest banks and some of the regional banks. And it's fine. I could have jumped around and did a few other things, but I wanted to do something different. I wanted to really focus more on what I want to do. And I've built a lot of my career more or less around like what I want to do. Like I'm not chasing the dollars. I want the career where I don't have to make my sacrifices as much, right? I'm not taking a really tedious job to take a tedious job. I've done a lot of things on my terms. And uh, so I turned down that banking job. I just, I wanted something new, something fresh. I don't want to be stuck in the hierarchy as much. I want to break out and do something different, something fun, something exciting, something with a lot more responsibility than I would have had at the bank. Then the technology side was one of the largest Fang or whatever they call them now because they've got a Netflix or Microsoft or whatever in there. But, but the Fang job, it was there. It was an ML engineer at one of these big firms. The compensation was actually pretty good. But a few things that I didn't like is it was just too disconnected from what I was already doing. So banking is very, I guess you can say conservative, but they're very tight and structured and it drives people nuts. Uh, they're a lot more structured than fintech, a lot more structured than technology. Uh, less structured though than academia. Academia is, used to be, I don't know what it is today. There's been so many, I don't know, degradations of nonsensical ideas and acceptance across the board in the academic realm. But it's just this, I needed something a little different. The banks were too structured. I think the fin, the technology side was not enough structured. And a lot of this comes down to value add. So I looked at this big firm and I saw them coming out saying, Dimitri, we've been chasing you for over a year. We really want you to come out. We know you can do the job. Just study up on your Python. Just take this exam. Just take this skill. Just get it done. Uh, we think they'd just be a great fit for you. You know, we've really wanted you to get on here. I keep chasing you. I keep following up. Like, just give us an interview. And for me, it was just too different. And again, I couldn't add enough value, I don't think, on my end to justify this, which now is quite telling as the uh, layoffs are coming at a lot of these firms. And this is one of the big ones that's been laying off, right? I, I would have been an ML engineer doing everything from data engineering, data prep, data cleaning, pipelining, and all that, which is a little bit out of my realm. That's a little bit stretched in areas. I don't work in a lot. I don't really want to work in a lot. That's why we hire people at firms to do that because that's what they're good at. Uh, quants are that middle piece of model development. So I can clean and process data and I can build models, but I, I really don't like doing data quality things. It kind of grinds my gears of like, why isn't data engineering doing more of that? So 
that's where banks have been nice and structured. So they have people doing that. Um, a lot of firms do too. They have data engineers that are specifically data engineers. So I watch YouTube channels on that as well. And it's an interesting side, but it's not what I want to do. But for this firm, I was supposed to do that, do all the model development and then do the ML ops. So the you know operations of this, putting this into practice, making a model and then tracking everything afterwards, which is considered like in banking, OPM, ongoing performance monitoring. I'm used to doing that. So it was just, there was too much of an ask. And I think there was not enough emphasis at these tech firms as a whole on all of them on the model development piece, which I think takes a lot of expertise. And when you start looking at a lot of these funds, a lot of the emphasis is on data cleaning and data processing. And then the model development piece, they shrink down into this, you know, we just type code and you fit a model or you fit as many models as possible, which is the nonsensical data science approach. And then you just pick one based on fit and you wave your hands and do some fluffy things and pretend you did testing, but you really didn't. And then that's really, really short. So we just need someone to clean process the data and do the implementation piece. I think tech has, they've dumbed down the quant side so much that their models suck. Their search algorithms are quite terrible in general. Uh, Most of these firms, again, they had really smart people when they started, And now that those really smart people have built all those up, they've left to do other things. And now everybody else is just kind of like keeping the boat afloat. So yes, tech did some innovative things back in the day. I just think there's not a lot of emphasis and understanding on modeling uh, and quantitative research and quantitative methods. It's more around automation, data science. How do we get something out the door as fast as possible? Uh, We don't care too much about the fail rate. So for me, it was just too much of a stretch here. So banking was too comfortable. Tech was too much of a stretch. It was doing things I just didn't want to do, things that didn't interest me. And then the fintech firm sit right in the middle where it was like, I'm going to be doing a lot of models. And when I talked to them, they were talking about the sort of models they were using, both machine learning and statistical. I liked that blend of both models, right? You need statistical models and machine learning Uh, You can't do it with just one or just the other. You need that blend. You need a lot of academic rigor, which is going to be something I think a little bit newer for uh, fintech as an entire industry. There's there's not a lot of structure and rigor, which is part of what I'm trying to bring into this new job that I'm doing. And, you know, they they had people in place to do some of the they have a data engineering team and they have a software engineering team and there's different parts and different structures. So it's a little bit better than the tech firm of just doing everything under the sun. Uh, But again, it provided me new skills, new abilities to work in things like Python and Snowflake and, you know, fun, trendy languages, but also I could utilize my current situation. So for me, it was a great fit. Um, Compensation wise, it's hard to break that down. My offers varied a lot based on skill sets, uh, based on, I don't know, firm size as well. Typically larger firms like to pay more and they can bring in better talent. Uh, My fintech job though was somewhere, I think somewhat in the middle of this kind of situation here. And we had interesting negotiations on the compensation piece. Uh, I came in what I would consider a fair salary. So I didn't want to come in super high. So what I'm doing is basically building a quant team from nothing. Uh, If I went into the hedge fund side, if I took some of the other offers and kind of back opportunities that were kind of floating and chased those down, uh, there could have been offers that would have been paying me, 
a half million plus to do that because you're building a team out from scratch, you're doing training, you're setting processes, uh, you're building all of the models as well because you don't have the staff to do it. Uh, You're taking on basically an entire department's role of being one person and hoping you can get all this off the ground, uh, get the company integrated and get everybody kind of working together as one team. It's a challenging uh, venture in itself because even if I can waltz in and I could like isolate myself and just do whatever I wanted, it wouldn't be as challenging. But when you start adding in company dynamics, there's different departments, different teams. So again, it's nice having a data engineering team. It's nice having software engineers and all these other departments around you and accounting and finance and you know the whole gamut of operations and all that. But at the end of the day, you still have to figure out how to fit this in culturally into a company in a new culture. So that in itself, I think, is a big challenge and a big ask on an employee. And so I came into it at the perspective of I was making X. What would be a really fairer offer in the sense that I could make you know, more, it would compensate me for my time. I wouldn't feel disgruntled. I would feel like I can add value. I'm getting paid a fair wage. But at the same token, I didn't want it to be that the wage was so high that it was going to be like more pressure on myself. Like if I was getting paid a lot more, I would feel probably double or triple the pressure of like, I have not added any value and I've been here for so many months and I have to hurry, hurry, hurry and build and do all this stuff. And it would just add too much to it. So I think I've come in a perfect middle ground where it's like, I'm satisfied, I'm being paid a good wage. You get paid out and shares for the company as well. So it's an ESOP employee owned, um, I don't know what it's called, but you own part of that company as well. So I like that piece. And most importantly, the reason I took the job was really the culture and the people. So it wasn't just like, you know, banking, fintech and tech. It was the people that were in each of these positions as well. It was going through these interview processes. It was the relationships I'd already built out in all three of these kind of areas. And the fintech one, it was just exciting. Like it was something new. Um, I like the people at the fintech firm. Uh, I really like their CEO, uh, the COO, some of the people that work for the COO. Um, my boss, the chief technology officer, uh, I briefly met the other guy that built out the original models that we were using, who's not another executive as well. But I really liked that management team. And I felt like they understood the markets fairly well. Uh, I felt like they had just enough of an edge in understanding the quant side. Like, obviously, um, they aren't running the quant side because they're not quants. And so that's where my expertise comes in, and that's why they hired me. And I liked also that they understood that. They said, you know, we're good at this, we're good at that, but the quant side's not our specialty. And so, you know, if we don't have enough time to do everything under the sun, you're a specialist, come in and do this. And I really felt like they wanted me to come. And because there was more of a demand on their end of like, we would just love for you to come over here. Um, you know, these are the sorts of problems we have. Basically, you're going to build this from the ground up. We don't have a lot. Like we have some models and things in place that we're using, obviously, to run the business. Um, but we need you to do, you know, take these to the next level, bring in some risk practices and do all that sort of thing. So for me, that was kind of an exciting piece. And that's really why I took the FinTech job. Now, looking back, you know, tech's melting down. I would have been let go if I worked on the tech side because I can't add enough value to these tech firms because I would have to have so many months and so much time to get up and running and going. And by the time that would happen and by the time I would add enough value not to get let go, it would have been far down the road from where we are today. So I would have already been laid off from that job. So I am excited I didn't take the tech job. I knew it was too much of a stretch for me. Um, and skill set wide, it's just not what I want to do. It doesn't fit who I am. 
the banking side would still be nice and structured and robust. It would still be plugging along. Uh, I think part of me, though, would still be somewhat unhappy with just being in banking. Um, I needed a break. The fintech thing has been very different. So I go into the office now one day a week. I'm considered full-time remote. Uh, but I go in one day a week. I'm managing a few employees now, which is going to be an interesting task in itself because I'm going to be trying to do all this training and educating on top of building the department, on top of building models, in basically doing everything under the sun. So you think about a bank with a department of, I don't know, anywhere from like 30 to 80 people. Uh, we're trying to do similar things with a team of a few people right now. So again, it's a lot of tactfulness in how we do this, but I would just enjoy that piece of it as well. Um, again, though, I think it's that that change, that adaptation here of being in this new industry. It's kind of new and exciting and fun. Again, the people have been great. I've enjoyed working with all the people, even in departments like accounting, which have nothing to do with what I do per se, uh, but they're going to be end users of a lot of these models and things that we're going to be needing here. And they work with the operations team. So that's been fun and exciting. Uh, but that's really what I've been doing, what I've been working on. Um, that's why I went into the fintech side here. You know, I can see myself being here for quite some time. It's been fun. It's been exciting. Uh, it's been a challenge as well. I put a lot of pressure on myself trying to add as much value as possible. But even after being here since July, so probably about four months, give or take, uh, I feel like I'm still struggling to make sure I add enough value. Like I want to make sure I have enough value added that I'm not just like on the payroll, sitting back, relaxing, but it is really hard to add value from day one when you have nothing to start with. So we're really trying to get things in place and trying to patch things and they already have systems, right? So things that are already operating like models and things, right? That's not my contribution. That's somebody else's contribution. So making sure that I myself am adding enough value also making sure as we build out my team that my team is adding enough value. I never want someone just sitting around coasting. Uh, we need to add as much value as possible. So anyways, that's kind of my two cents. That's kind of the update on what's been going on here with the, the new job in FinTech. That's why I took it. Um, that's kind of my perspective as well on how I decided between tech, FinTech, and banking. So anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And as always, until next time.